Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith, and today I have Tyler Hudson again with us here today. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad to be here and uh, uh, just uh, excited for today's show. Well, amen. Last week we were introducing you to our listening audience, and we were listening to your testimony and yeah. how you got saved. Uh, you've been a believer now five years in mm-hmm. a radical change, transformation yeah. in your life. And I want to kind of build on that because I think that's exciting. I think this should be seen in every Christian's life. When they get saved, there ought to be a, a dramatic change yeah. in the way they behave, the way that they think. This is a part of repentance, and it's part of what God tells us in First Corinthians that uh, that when we get saved, we become a new creature, mm-hmm. a new creation. Yep. And so I want to talk this week, and especially today's broadcast, about um, you know when a person gets saved, there's things that they have to surrender to. Mm-hmm. The things that the old flesh used to love and have, you know, uh, dominion over their life. They were surrendered to those things. Mm-hmm. Now they are to give up those things and to be surrendered their life to a new thing. I, I want to read a passage, and I, and I want us to kind of follow this scripture here because I, 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 there's no better uh, resource for us as Christians, Amen. naturally. Well-known passage. I mean, probably most Christians could quote this. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, Mm -hmm. holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, when you get saved, everything is new. I mean, uh, you, your thinking will develop in a different way than mm-hmm. it used to be. But the fact is, is that we still have some old appetites, some old habits, some old ways that still reign in mm-hmm. our lives. And I imagine, Tyler, when you got saved, you still had some, some of those issues, some mm-hmm. of those things that you... It took you a while. Now, for me, I was saved at five years of age. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a lifestyle of drinking, drugs, and, and, and all that type of stuff to give up, okay? Yeah. Slightly different from me than a person like, you know, you and a person like my dad and his, uh, his life and the transformation, my father-in-law and so on there. H- how did that uh, lay out for you? Well, I mean, it's interesting you... You're talking about how your desires and things change, and uh, and actually, I don't know if we're going to cover it in the show today, but the latter part of this verse alludes to some of those things. Uh, the day that I got saved, my desires changed instantly. All the things that I desired to do before, it just, I don't know how to describe it other than it felt different. That wasn't what... the. I didn't really know exactly what was going on, to be honest with you. I, I, I knew I was saved. I knew I, it was genuine i knew i was going to heaven i didn't necessarily expect the hey i'm gonna pour out you know all the alcohol and all these different things and and i I, sort of this inner 
desire to please God, which is what what was really happening. I didn't really understand that, that that's what was going on. Um, but are the temptations and things still there? Absolutely. So you still have, um, there's still that struggle that continues to go on, even though your desires do change. And, and they did change that day for me. Now, you said you didn't plan, uh, uh, listeners, uh, excuse me for my voice. I've been struggling with a bit of a cold over the weekend and and uh, but um, you, you said that when you uh, when you got saved, you didn't plan to pour out all your alcohol and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff right away. Yeah, right. I wanted to. I thought I was going to continue getting high. Is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought I was going to keep living the exact same way I had been. Just that my eternal destination would change. That's what I thought. Okay, so you took care of your fire insurance. You know, you got your ticket to heaven. Yeah, but you didn't plan on it changing your life. No, no, not at all. Okay, so then how did that change? What was the development there? Well, I mean, that, that's that's really what I did think. I, I mean, in my mind, it was, okay, I don't I know I don't want to go to hell. That wasn't the only reason I got saved. But I, I knew that I wanted to get saved. I knew God was calling me to get saved, and that was something that I wanted. So I did that. But honestly, in my mind, my thought was, I'm still going to get high. I'm still going to listen to ACDC. Still going to, you know, do all the things I used to do. Nothing's really going to change other than I'm going to have this... This eternal ticket, right? This uh, this get out, for lack of a better word, get out of jail free card kind of a thing. Um, but that, but but what actually happened was when I did finally decide to do it, in an instant, all my desires changed. I didn't. I no longer. I no longer had that desire to get drunk and to get high and to do all these different things. I I had a desire. I could tell all my desires had changed. I didn't know exactly what. They were, but I, but but I knew that that the Holy Spirit was drawing me to something different, right? And so that and that was when, you know, uh, well, I don't remember if I talked about this last week or not. If I did, forgive me. But that was when sort of one step at a time began to happen, which was okay, Tyler. I want you to start going to church, right? I wa- or first it was I want you to get rid of the alcohol. I want you to get rid of all this stuff, and I was happy to do that. Made me happy to do it. Okay, <clears throat> let, let me let me stop you there. Yeah. You know, here we have this scripture. Paul is kind of begging Christians to do these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't that be a natural process of every Christian when they get saved? Bang, you know, they, you know, they already know what's right and they already know what's wrong, and they're going to immediately follow all that kind of stuff. I wish that was true, but that's why you need God's word, you know, and that's why when you when you first get saved, I mean, at any at any time it's important, but when you first get saved, man, you you get into the word, and here's the most important thing. I decided from the very beginning that I believe everything that's in this book. And I did that really, really, really early, right? And here's why that's so important. Did anyone have to tell you to do that? No, I just I just knew that. I, I knew that God's word was true. Yeah. And as I began to read it, though, there were certain things in my life that God put his finger on, and it was completely different than what the Bible said. I, I thought this way, and the Bible said this. Hmm. And and here's here's where where I think people can get in trouble, okay? I, and I'm not, I'm not uplifting myself. God did this, all right? It's, it's, a, it's a decision that I made out of a free will, yes. But, but I read those things in, in, that, in, in the book, and I can't even remember one off the top of my head, but there were many. Uh, and when I read it, it's like, wow, that is not how I look at things. But I decided, listen, I know this is true. I, I know that what I think is, is wrong. It's gotten me to the place where I am now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got saved, but up until that point, where was I, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously my ways aren't working. 
And the Bible t- teaches us, there's many verses I could pull up that talk about how man doesn't can't know his own goings and, and how God directs our steps and all these different things. And so I just made that decision that I'm going to I'm going to rip out the lies that have been embedded in me from from birth, basically, up until this point and supplant it with the truth from God's word. Now, that's not always easy. But what I think I really uh, worry about with new Christians, and I saw this a lot in the addictions ministry as people were getting saved there, is it's all good with getting saved and 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 I'm going to read the Bible and do everything. But once I find something in there that I don't agree with, now hold now hold your horses. And that's where people get in trouble, right? Hmm. And so that that would be how I would describe that. All right. So <clears throat> what you're talking about is okay, something that you want being different from something that God wants. Yes. God showed it to you in his word. Hey, what you're doing and what you want is not in compliance with what I am telling you to do. Yeah. Okay. In other words, it's wrong. Okay. And nobody wants to be told that you're wrong. Yeah. Right? But that's what he was doing. He was taking the Bible and he was saying, look, you're wrong about this. And you think, and I stop and I think to myself, man, I've been alive for 32 years. I've believed this truth for 32 years. And, I, and, and here's the other thing we think, especially if you're a first-generation Christian. Listen, I've been living on the streets. I know how things work. I, I'm experienced. You know, I, I have knowledge, general, general knowledge of things through the years. So, but that's the wisdom of the world that the Bible talks about, and, and that's unwise as God explains it in his word. As I was sharing with you before we started the broadcast, there's uh, two, I guess, big goals that I have for this week in our discussion. What I want to talk about is Christians being surrendered and Christians being separated, separated from this world, having a, living a separated life. Mm-hmm. But you can't live a separated life until first you have reached the first base, and the first base is being surrendered. Mm-hmm. To say, I have chosen... Whether I like it or not, I'm going to obey. I'm going to present my body to be used how God wants it mm-hmm. to be used. My will, my wishes, my passion, my habits, my w- w- whatever it is that's in my life, my actions, my wealth, my influence, all of it, mm-hmm. I'm now going to surrender to God. Yeah, I'm going to let him have his way. And that's that's where Paul starts off with. And he says this in very strong language. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. Dead sacrifices, you know, can't can't do anything for you. But a living sacrifice means this goes on and mm-hmm. on and on. I'm going to lay it down on the altar. And I'm saying to God, people say, well, what does that verse mean? It simply means this. You're no longer in charge. Mm-hmm. God's in charge. Let me tell you a quick story. I think i got time to tell this. Mm-hmm. There was a preacher asked a missionary this question. He said, missionary, you've been out of the country a long time, and you've been back here in America now for a first short time. Have you seen any changes? You know, we're here. We don't probably see it like you do. As you come in, you see the changes maybe more than, than we do. And he said, yeah, there's one change. And uh, we no longer preach surrender. We preach commitment, but not surrender. Mm -hmm. And the preacher said, well, what's the difference? Aren't they the same? He says, oh, no, they're completely different. Commitment means, I'm, you know, God, I'll I'll commit this to uh, to you, and I'll commit this, commit this. But it means they're still in charge. Mm -hmm. 
they still are in charge of the areas that they've not committed. Mm-hmm. But when they're surrendered, they're not in charge anymore. Yeah. Everything is now given to God for him to be in charge of. And that's exactly what this verse is saying. And, and if you're going to have victory in your life, and if there's people who've been saved, but they still are struggling with sin, mm-hmm. and they're wondering, why am I not getting victory? Why am I not overcoming in these areas? Well, because they haven't yet surrendered to God. Yeah, and it, I would, I've heard it explained like this. You can either be the one steering the car and God sitting on the passenger side, or you can allow him to steer it while you're in the car with him. And, 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 and we, we sometimes, that's very hazy for a lot of us. Some of us are steering it with God in the car, but we convince ourselves that it's the other way around. And, and I, I love the way that you said that because you're absolutely right. The, the problem I think that a lot of people have is that they expect God to bless them, but they tell God no on something God wants them to do. I heard a preacher say this one time. He said, if, 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 you're, if you're in a point in your life where you, where you feel like maybe uh, God hasn't spoken to you for a while or, or, or you're just not moving forward, because we all want to know what God's will is. We all want him to, to just blow up and, and make all these things happen for us. I heard him say this one time. He said, God is still waiting for you at the last place you told him no. Wow. Say that again, because that's very interesting. That's, that's quite profound, actually. He, he said, we all seek for God's will in our life. We all want these different things. But, but God is waiting for you at the last place you told him no. You know, we can't seem to go forward until we get back to the point where we have rebelled mm-hmm. against what God wanted of us. Well, that's a great, great thought and a good place to stop for this point. But we'll be back. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.